I can see you're like right in my center view. <laughs> so Sunday, this song really spoke to me, and um, it says, uh, "There is a God who loves me, who wraps me in His arms. That is a place where I'm changed, and that's where I belong." And um, so tonight. I was going to talk about, or I am going to talk about, how God changes you right away like that. Because that, I mean, I guess you can not right away, but um, change, it's like inevitable in our lives. You know, we have change in our jobs, our lives. Um, We get old, we get... We grow, all that stuff. So um, I, I just wanted to talk about change today because sometimes we, we, we receive it, you know, we take it in like nothing, and then sometimes it's just flat out scary like today. So <laughs> um, and... Uh, um, big parts of my life that changed. The big part was, I, I think, for me, was getting married, and we got married. We got married pretty young. When you go to you, eighteen. I was I was fifteen, so I had to finish high school. Now I was nineteen, but it was just it was a big change. It was um. You know, I had we had Anina right away and worked my back off, and I thought that's what you had to do for to be a good husband, just work, 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 work. <laughs> See, that's where all the, the white comes, huh, Joe? <laughs> um, but I feel like uh, when God changes us, we don't ever... He does it when we're not paying attention, you know. I, I felt like I, I've looked back on my life and so much change has come from when I wasn't even paying attention, but people were planting seeds, uh, just uh, just planting in my life, you know, whatever it was. Um, I've, I've told this story many times. I, I've gone out of town to work, and all of a sudden I'm working with the pastor, and... Uh, we shared a room, and for like three days, he just spoke about the gospel. Just gospel, gospel, gospel. Just everything about Jesus, and it actually like gave me a headache at one point. But um, he just didn't stop, and I would see him after that too. And he'd be like, hey, brother, how's it going? You know, and, and he didn't speak very good English. He was a, he was a Mexican pastor, and he, he spoke Spanish. But when he was with me, he wanted to learn English, so I taught him a few things, and he taught me a few things, but he spoke about uh, the gospel, and then, you know, there's several other occasions where, um, when, when we did get married, uh, we were blessed because my brother-in-law's pastor wanted to talk to us, so we went to go talk to him, and uh, that day I received the Lord with him, but one of many times where I received the Lord, <laughs> and, and uh, he... Um, he just flat out, he had a, a conference to go to, 
And he's like, you know what? This isn't right. I'm going to marry you guys. Don't worry about money. Or I don't know. I don't know if Josh and Lizzie paid or something. Yeah. Told us not to worry about it because, like I said, I was 15, so. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was just, just things like that in my life. Uh, I've seen, you know, just <laughs> the one big thing is starting to go to Pastor Wayne, the Living Hope Church in Marana at this random house. And you just walk in and you see all these all these white people receiving you. <laughs> that was... <laughs> See, that's why she's up in the front row. Um, but yeah, change, it's just inevitable. Just It's going to come no matter what. So, I want to start off today in Luke uh, chapter 5, verse 8. And it says, um, this is the story where Jesus, in the book of Luke, uh, gets his first disciple, of course, Peter. And he, oops, uh, he tells them, he tells them to throw his, his nets on one side, and then it will start over here. It says, "But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, <coughs> depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord.' For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken." And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him. So, um, I always take this right here where, he, where Peter responds to him. Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O oh Lord. And I always look at that as um, this is, you know, a buddy or friend who's, you know, I put, you know, let me stop drinking, then I can come to Jesus. That's, that's what it reminds me of. He's, you know, he, he, he's not worthy enough. And uh, it just always reminds me of that. You know, whatever it is, depart from me, or... Let me get my life together before I can come to Jesus. But down here he says, Do not be afraid. So he gives them security. When they had brought... Uh, that was the wrong one. From now on, you will be catching men. He gives them, I see, security and a purpose too. And um, the big thing is where he says, From now on, you will. He didn't say... You could, you might, or there's a good chance. But he says, you will be catching men. And uh, I just feel like that's prominent in our lives. That uh, as I've been under Pastor Wayne and, and Joseph, that we need to reach out to our peers, our kids, just, just whoever, and we need to try to find a Timothy, try to find someone to impart what we've received to 
teach the gospel, to, to restore them, to bring them back from the dead, you know? And let's see. But I also see, like, uh, Peter right here saying, uh, depart from me, O Lord. It's, it's always an excuse, too. There's always people, you know, can't make it to church because such and such, or I can play sports on Sunday or something like that, you know. But God wants us here. You know, he wants to change us over here. Where I've been changed myself, and uh, most of you that know me, First day, I wouldn't be up here. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do believe that God has a purpose for us. Uh, just right here where he says, do not be afraid. He secures Peter, and then he says, from now on, you will be catching men. And he gives them a purpose. And, uh, and they, they just went to their boats, and they followed him. And it's, I wish I, I was... I was like that the first time I heard the word of God. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, I, just, I just think that, you know, God gives us this and he, he tells us these promises. He never says, um, you might, or if you're big enough, tall enough. No, he just wants, he wants you. And I, and I, I found that out, the, I don't know, the hard way, but... Coming to this church, you're going to find out that they want to use you, that you're going to be used. So, um, it's inevitable change, you know. But if we embrace it with God, we can be sure that even though sometimes it's hard and it, it, it doesn't look right, God's word, God, God keeps his promises. Now, I'm going to go back to... John one forty two, it's a. I found it funny because um, you see these two verses where he goes and he calls Peter, and in this one, he says, um, he's talking about Andrew, his brother. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, "You are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, Peter." Um. So, you know, God saw him who he, for who he was, not for who he was there, but who he was going to be. And um, he, he changed his identity right away. But I, I don't think, I, I don't know if uh, Peter even saw it that way, too, that this name, where he only, only says Simon no, it says Simon Peter in Acts too, right? But anyways, he gave him this name, Peter. And, uh, you know, as of today, we're not uh, reading First and Second Simon. So he changed his identity right away. And I feel like... Um, that uh, he... he uh, God saw him, Jesus saw him for who he was and what, what he had planned for him. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, sometimes 
we need to take a step back and actually look at people like that too because um, we uh, sometimes look at people for, um, I don't know, uh, what I'm trying to say here is uh, stereotypes. Or I think it was this past Sunday that happened. <laughs> for those of you that know. But, hey, but that one's true, all right? I'm not just talking about, you guys can't run from that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I have a story about that, too. Just, just, just a thing of mis- stereotypes or uh, misplaced identity. Uh, I don't know which one to use trying to figure it out. I don't think I've ever told you guys this one. So anyways, first time I met Pastor Wayne and Joe, I thought um, I thought it was funny. <laughs> I met them at, uh, I meet Joe, and I don't even know how it goes, but first time I meet him. So I asked him what they do, and Joe says he works in construction, and Pastor Wayne says that he works with computers. And uh, See, this is where stereotypical comes in, because when you look at that, <laughs> I thought Pastor Wayne would have been in construction and Joe would be working on computers. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Just we <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I know that I would never have seen me up here doing this or working with the kids or any of that, but God had different plans. Amen. So... <laughs> I told you I only have four minutes of material. All right. Um, now let's talk about uh, another guy whose who's, uh, identity got changed. It's Saul of Tarsus. Or rather, we know him as Paul. At 9.17. It says, So Ananias departed... <laughs> so uh, it says, uh, so Ananias departed and entered uh, entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may re- regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized and taken food. He was he was strengthened. Um, I think uh, sometimes for us to be changed, too, I put right here, uh, you just you got to go through some things. Just like Paul. Paul went, you know, he's on the road to Damascus, and, you know, Jesus came down, blinded him, and he asked him, why you were you persecuting me? And just what I read right now, um, but I, I do believe that some some people, the ones that do go through things, have great testimonies. Uh, as this past Sunday, my wife's uncle, it was past week, we found out he has to give a double pipe, double, oh, five. 
five clogged arteries. So we found out Saturday and um, Sunday, I was like, man, we didn't pray for him. We, he lives in California. And uh, we, we talked to him on the phone, and he's he was just uh, in despair. Like He's like trying to make a bargain with God. Like, if you put me through this, I'm going to preach your name to the ends of the earth, you know. And uh, we prayed for him. Uh, and then I, I told him, I was like, you don't, you know, God died for your sins already. You don't have to bargain with him, just accept him. And I told him, um, went over the Romans 10, 9, 10, and if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord, and God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And it's kind of foggy. I don't remember because, uh, I don't know, like that's one of my first times doing that. So I he accepted the Lord. He, he, was, he was praying to Jesus. But um, that, that's just one of those things where I think, like, he's going through something right now. And I know that Monique's told me he was into Buddhism or the Eastern religions. And, you know, they were nowhere to be around. But he came to Jesus, which was weird for me, too, because I don't think I've ever heard him talk about Jesus. I heard him talk about other stuff, but not that. So that's one of those things, just like, Paul went through something, and he just, you know, uh, wrote most of the New Testament and uh, was saved, and he just went on and on. But uh, like, like I said, he had to go through something, and uh, God put him through something. Even though he was going he was going for God and just killing Christians, he thought he was doing the right thing. But um, anyways, uh, so yeah, sometimes I feel like uh, uh, as, 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 God reaches us, you know, we have to go through some changes, uh, some of those difficult things. Um, and then uh, right here, oh, you guys can't see. Um, <laughs> change. I put change is hard. Uh, it, it is It is hard. I mean, I, I've, like in my company, I've been through several bosses. And, you know, I remember the first one, I think he wanted to, he wanted to fire me some, for some reason. I forget why. But you know, I just you just work with your hands, and then they notice whatever. So I put changes hard, you know. As I'm talking about Peter and Paul, uh, Peter walked three years with Jesus. He saw all the miracles. You know, Jesus prophesied and told him what was going to happen to him too. Um, but when he was crucified, he denied him three times. He was in despair right there, you know. But, you know, sometimes we go through that. Some of us are going to take it like that, or some of us are going to take it like Paul, who went through beatings, shipwrecks. He was imprisoned. Yet he was, I I still don't know how he did it. (laughs) Through the beatings, shipwreck, imprisonment, and just writing these love letters out to people, you know, out to out to the brothers and sisters around the world, you know. And then Peter, he was not—he denied him three times, and he was ashamed. You can tell he was ashamed. But Jesus redeemed him, where he says, you know, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Uh, that's how it goes right past one. I'm going to put it down right here. <laughs> Anyways, um, I just want to put, like, uh, or say, excuse me, uh, 
change, it's, it's inevitable, and we're going to go through some stuff as Christians. And, um, you know, it's, it's the testing of our faith that, uh, that, that builds it. And um, uh, what I want to end with is that even though we go through change, we can still be conquerors. We can still be victorious. We can, we can still push on, even though it doesn't look or didn't look as it should. So I got, I'm ending it here with uh, Deuteronomy 31.23. And it says, And the Lord commissioned Joshua, the son of Nun, and said, Be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land that I swore to give them. I will be with you. And we've got to remember that this applies to us today. We, they, um, the Lord said, Be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land that I swore to give them. We, we, we have our land of, of milk and honey. We have that area where we want to be in, in our Christian walk. I'm not going to say careers or anything, but in our Christian walk. Because if it's in our Christian walk, then it's going to affect our careers. It's going to affect the people around us. <coughs> not only that, the Lord also told them, I will be with you. So he, he has a purpose and uh, he has this mission. And on top of that, he has the Lord behind him. So let, let's remember that even though we're, we're going to go through some change and... <laughs> um, we gotta we we go through it being strong, courageous. You know, there's times that financially, I have a family of six. Um, but yeah, we we gotta be strong and courageous going through these uh, trials. Going to uh, kids, you guys are gonna go through a bunch of trials. Just let you know that right now. You guys are going to go through your friends and then there's going to be temptations coming up in your life. And then as us adults, we facing trials all the time. But um, I thank God that I have you guys. I thank God that, uh, that he's, he's put you guys in my life because uh, I'm just uh, strengthened by that. So um, that's it for today, guys. <laughs> But I just, I just challenge you guys that as you guys go through your change, let's, let's make sure that we know that the Lord is with us. We go through it strong and courageous. Amen. All right.